0: Welcome to Dante's Old South. My name is Clifford Brooks, and I'm here to help you stay out of a funk. Now, that trek of getting out of and staying out of a funk started by getting sober and living a life that was more akin to productivity than self-destruction. I stay out of dark places now. That is, unless I need to dip into it uh, with a calm mind and wish to write Many Demons I Put to Bed, and the new collection of poetry called Old Gods, published this fall through Mercer University Press. There is a therapeutic end to creative writing, however, I add the caveat that sometimes if you dig too deep, scratch too many scabs, pull too many threads, it needs professional help. It's not a joke, it's a conclusion I came to, and it's changed my life for the better. I'm happy, and I want that for you as well. Good work and kindred spirits in the Southern Collective experience provide me a positive foundation to build true happiness upon. So over these years, as I've stumbled and gotten back up brushed myself off to run again, I just want to tell you all y'all that it means the world to me that you hung in there with me. Before I jump into this show, I want to thank Mercer University Press, The Woodbridge Inn, The Red Phone Booth, Liberty Trust Hotel, Mostly Mutts, The Crown, MPRA, WTC, Richard Winham, and Michael Amade for all their love and support over the years. Now with that on tape, let's kick off this bad puppy with Got Me Feeling So Good by David Shaw.
1: Walk and shake down the street We're not a care in the world Dove soles, no shoes on feet Moving through the rhythm with the party, girl, yeah I got a Some days I'm halfway dead And it's all just relative To the size of your heart The way that you live What about last night? Tell me what about last night? won't pass me by, I got a little something to ease my mind, Cause all my troubles are- Lickin' honey, big part of my story. Call me in the morning, so she call me in the morning. Love more on, I just more on, I cry. Living every day it's the last before I die. Waking up in the city, waking up to the shit. The worry on my mind, I'll put my keys up in the city. Day's almost done, right up into that sun. Gotta take a load off, got trouble by the tune. It's gonna be a late night, it's gonna be a bar fight. Good like my girl's life, she know how to do it right. So I'm my
0: We have writer and film producer, Felix Cheren. Felix, how are you doing, boss?
2: (laughs) Thank you. I'm good. Thank you. Appreciate appreciate it.
0: Um, I have to ask, um, uh, where are we talking to you right now? Where where are you located?
2: I am in Berlin, Germany,
0: actually. Yeah.
2: But we we shoot here and there and travel a lot yeah very international team
0: that's what i'd love to jump into before i find out more about you is the fact that you run a program called grim and as you just said it it moves it it travels all over europe um tell us about grim and uh how it's brought you on the travels you've enjoyed
2: <laughs> well i i have um i'm my father's russian my mother's german and i've I grew up on films that, like one of the films that really influenced me most uh, that American um, audiences might know is, is Fight Club, and Fight Club was the film that really, you know, that educates you and entertains you, and it's so subversive and fun, and um, so uh, it was one of the main reasons why I wanted to be a filmmaker, and then I started out in the in the industry and i never really got the chance to make anything you know that is so subversive or so i don't know so nourishing in a way so i just started um we started making these little little sketches or s- satirical pieces um with uh with a friend of mine who's like me has a is half russian half german and um and, and we it was just it started out as something that we just did for our website for as a team building thing and it was on youtube for 7 years actually the the film the, the little clip it's called uh, life advice by a russian mafia boss basically we just we just took our values and and read them out by a russian mafia boss right or some someone who really comes across like a Russian mafia boy, a uh, boss, and um, yeah, it's it never. Uh, then at, at after seven years, this went viral, and we kept producing things uh, in that um, in that category or c- things with with that um, with that notion, and it all it it's all driven by you know this deep mission uh, that i have that films and visual content and entertainment can be you know can really nourish people and give them new perspectives in a in a cool way you know yeah. not in a lame way so yeah that's 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 kind of the mission and then so we started producing that and and brought on other people some of them actually ex-cons um I I have done a lot of work in criminal in, in the in the justice system in, in Germany. Um, I have also a family member, a Russian family member, that's always also been sentenced to uh, to to be there. So I have a bit of experience in 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 that field personally. And um, I thought, why don't we yeah, why don't we keep growing this? Because people like different kind of role models, you know not as just someone has put it uh, in in a comment, uh, not just, you know, role models like Tony Robbins that, you know, their biggest concern in life is the, the, the the bleaching of, of their teeth, you know? Yep. Um, um, so yeah, um, that's, that's a, it's a long answer, but,
0: uh, yeah. It's a perfect answer. It's a perfect answer. Uh, now let me back up to, uh, the beginning of the beginning when you were growing up um looking for a mentor was that something that led you to what you do now and what were you you like as a kid what what made you who you are now
2: well i did not really have a good mentor yeah no um my um my parents split when i was young um but I I, I was all, always in good touch with my father, but my father was living in a different city and sometimes in a different country. Um, what made me who I am was really growing up in between two systems, uh, in between the Russian system, uh, also with you know Russian-Ukrainian uh, system actually, um, and the German system. Also spent spent a year abroad in the U.S. So all this um, mixed in. I guess all these three systems really made me what I am and these three colliding cultures. Um,
0: yeah. How did you come up with the name Grim? Why Grim?
2: Well, um huh. <laughs> the the truth is we um I think it's just, I think it's a name that is easily, um, it's easily to be remembered. It's yep. some, it kind of, it is what life often is, like grim, uh and it has, and it, I don't know, I love the, the, the brothers Grimm from Germany. Exactly. So.
0: <laughs> That's where my head went, exactly, exactly.
2: So um, there's also, like, I live here in Berlin. I don't live far away from from their cemetery, actually. I I found out recently. Um, But it's it's just, I think also their tradition of storytelling was also not just entertainment, but a a notion of nourishing people, educating people. So I always admired that. Um, It's a mixture of all this, yeah.
0: So... You look and you take from a grittier side of life uh, a philosophy that works to makes life to that makes life better through grim hustle. Um, what more? What 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 deep rooted soul felt thing do you want your subscribers to take away from Grim Hustle?
2: For us, it's it's really important to to be truthful to life. Um, I mean, when I was, I I I love the American people and, and the experience that I had in the U S and if I can combine this level of, you know, selling things and salesmanship and, and the the great qualities that people have to present their work in the U S with the more profound qualities of, and depth of soul that maybe you would know from the work of Dostoevsky, then I have something very, very powerful at hand and, this is actually what we we're striving for in um it doesn't matter if you we we do it on instagram or tiktok or produce our first feature film we all we're always looking for this the the, the, the bridging of these worlds i guess uh, that the you know being slick and cool and aesthetic and and super appealing but soulful and in russian it's it's there's Dushevny. it means like with a lot of soul, um, yeah. This is actually this is exactly what we are going for.
0: Yeah. What drew me first and foremost was Andre, the, uh, the Russian mob boss that you that you know you put out first, not for the background he has, in the sense of the romanticized, but that the fact that the real world take it by the balls, own your own life. How did you run into him and how did you cultivate that relationship?
2: Yeah, we, we he's a really interesting character, actually, with, with tremendous life experience. Um, he grew up in, in Eastern Germany. He went through the whole transition, the wall coming down. He, his, his parents are, his father's a diplomat, and so he moved around a lot as a kid also and he is very very open minded and friendly but has this can switch into this very i don't know strong strong intimidating um mode and i i was just fascinated from the beginning i met him i think i saw him in the i saw him in the theater at some point um and like years ago, and and just then got in touch with him because I asked him, hey, uh, we want to just do this little piece. Would you want to do it? And he said yes, which was a big surprise to me. And we stayed, we stayed in touch. And yeah, once we, then we saw that, that this is really, this is not, this people really, really, this helps people mm-hmm. <laughs> and inspires people. We need to do more. Even though I mean we've been doing more and working so much and sacrificing so much of our time and 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 of our other projects that we could do, uh, but and we we're not making like we're this is not paying off yet financially. But right. it's just hard to stop when you know millions of people worldwide watch this and take something significant out of our work. Then it's. We, you know this is why i'm here this is why why i started making films to to have a difference to make a difference to impact people in a, in a in a cool and positive way just like fight club uh, impacted me in in a, just the most inspiring cool way um so we kept we we're going to keep doing it um uh, we just have to make the time and and and, and we're not. We're filmmakers. We are not businessmen by trade. Um, none of us. So it's it's three of us: Matvey, uh, Andre and me, who who really spearhead this. Um, and we just carve out the time to keep keep doing this and and grow this. Um, we're gonna have an audiobook soon that will tell the whole lore, uh, in a as yeah in 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 a really interesting way. I, I think um we're going to have um our own jewelry co- jewelry collection that will also connect to that lore and um we will we will produce a series um we there's a lot of things um in the pipeline and we're just going to keep doing what we do if it inspires people then we need to do this
0: before i let you go and I dearly wish, because you've mentioned this before, uh, you're a very humble man, and this might be hard to get out of you, but uh, I want to know about the other projects you're doing, aside from this, filmmaking. What What do you have on deck? What makes Felix Felix?
2: Huh. Well, I was doing...
0: Huh.
2: Well, I'm... Hmm. I, I worked as a volunteer for, uh, for years in, in the correctional facility in, in, in Germany, um, this, but more and more time I put into a Grim Hustle because it also allows us to help ex-cons to get into, back into society and share their life experience. We, we do believe that that real change only comes through tough experiences in life, and life is tough and will get tough for anyone. Um, so I think, um, yeah, I, I, I want to help people and I want to help and build solid communities and Grim Hustle offers that um, to us. So other than that, I do make films. I work for for Netflix and Amazon Prime and these partners and I really appreciate the opportunities to work with them when, it's, when I can create something truly meaningful and impactful, which is not always the market's wish in a way, or at least mm-hmm. that's what they, like some people, producers tell me. Um, but yeah, I, I will, uh, but I, I want to keep working more and more in our own universe and produce the films and series in our universe because it's uh, it offers us a lot of potential to, to yeah, to, to to do what we're here for, and that is make films, because to change people's minds in a in a positive way and create community.
0: That's the most beautiful, only way to end this segment, Felix. <laughs> um, we're gonna have you back on soon. I want you, as things develop, um, I want to bring you back in. Hopefully, July maybe even september if you have the time to just keep in track with what well, we're doing absolutely. here because because it it's uh, and we'll have the links and people will hear this it's it's a it it's it's a, it's a one of a kind of phenomenal project and the fact that you spend this time with me and my audience to just give us a glimmer of this it's a blessing and it's an honor beyond what i deserve man uh what you're doing it <laughs> what, 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 no, i mean Quite it what your you're <laughs> what, what you're doing is noble what you're doing is noble um So before I let you go, tell us how we find you online and everything about Grim Hustle.
2: Well, um, Grim Hustle is, is, you can follow us on on Instagram and TikTok and on YouTube, but the core of this is happening on Patreon. Um, So we have a membership program um, on Patreon, and we will expand on that, and we will have real meetings and build chapters in, in different cities. Um, we, when we talk about community, we really mean community and, and not community in the way of uh, Mark Zuckerberg things of community. Uh, and we, um, so yeah, please check it out. Uh, Check this out there. We are on our website, grimhustle.com. We're going to have, we're going to launch our web shop or very soon. So, um, um, Yeah. I think, and me, I'm just, I'm also on Instagram, but you, I'm not, I'm not the, the important person here. So, uh, but my name, yeah, you said my name, Felix.
0: Chauvin. We're going to put all the, the notes and yes, you are the important person. And I said, first, you're humble and I'm not going to let you do it. That they, they I'm not going to let you walk away like that. <laughs> what you have created is, is, is a, is completely unmatched. And I dare anyone who listens to this to check out the links and and tell me that I'm wrong Felix because this <laughs> this this is one of a kind but brother it has been a true honor man um you let me know when something new comes down the pipeline and we will have you right back on man
2: I just have I have a question which what which video was your favorite or which one resonated with you most or which one do you think of most often the
0: video where he spoke of why he has death tattooed on his hand that it's always there. Uh, the mortality is always there. It's the, uh, amor patty, the, the, uh, the, the stoic, you know, the idea that, you know, love fate, but also, uh, that death is always around the corner. So make it worth now. And in that same video, he talked about why that wasn't a sad dour depressing thing to think about. It was to make every single day count. That was the video that snapped me up and got me in first and foremost.
2: Oh yeah, I, I, yeah, that was we shot this on in Augsburg on on a cemetery, and um, there was something magic about that day because he really managed to capture the this this dark dark essence and but make it very just light in a way. And I, I think with with everything in our society, I you know I just maybe a little my our, my grandmother was uh, very sick and we managed to get someone from Ukraine actually to take care of her. And this whole process of the way our society deals with death and and disease is just put people in elderly homes and ne- or hospitals and let them die there. I think it's utterly wrong. I think our, our society is on such a, such, the Western society is on such a um, destructive, self-destructive path. And the not being cool with death in a way is mm-hmm. the is one of the the showings of that and yeah I mean we the whole idea about I, I mean if one someone would ask me are you what's the biggest inspiration that that I have for Grim Hustle and then it's mostly I guess it's it's these old German philosophers like Schopenhauer. But also a very, very stoic tradition, uh, Marcus Aurelius mm. and, and these people. But I also find a lot of stoicism in, in true Christianity because, you know, how, how you know, it depends on how you read the story of Christ. But if you read the story of Christ as ultimate sacrifice to gain true power in this world, then it is a really, really stoic story and stoic um notion so um yeah we treat i i i bottom line is um it's not gonna be like it's all all the, all the dark things are also part of life and especially death and it's it's if you look away from it it's gonna
0: catch you from behind and now let's hear from michael amaday The Big Arena. up now, we have the budding novelist, Jenny Hilderman. Jenny, how are you doing?
3: I'm good. Thank you for having me on.
0: Yes, ma'am. It's wonderful to have you here. And to jump in with both feet, let's begin at the beginning. Um, tell us all about this first book of yours and what it's about.
3: Okay. It's not actually my first book, but it is the first narrative. Okay. Um, it's As the Sycamore Grows, and it's a true story about a woman who escaped padlocked cabin out in the woods to become a powerful voice for uh, victims of domestic violence everywhere. And it's also about the man who abused her because he not only admitted doing it all, but he said he would do it all over again, that God made women to serve men. It was their job. So both stories are in the book. And, um, That is, in a nutshell, what it it is about.
0: What drew you to capture this story in ink and paper?
3: Well, it was, uh, I set out with a magazine uh, assignment, was working on a project with Rick Bragg, and so he assigned me to do a story on poverty in Alabama. I lived in Alabama at the time, and uh, in Thinking out that story, I ran across what was a better story. My assignment was to write a 1,500-word story in two weeks using real people's names. And when I came across this story, I told him it wasn't going to fit in the 1,500 words. And we bumped it up to 2,500. And then I came back and said, too much there. It's too good. It's It's a book.
0: Did the topic scare you, or did it did, did it bolster you with the meaning behind it, the the, the bigger purpose?
3: Uh, what I saw didn't fit with what I was being told. Um, Ginger, the protagonist in the story, um, came running into a lunch meeting that we had, and she was uh, in a lime green linen suit, coming straight from the fort, and she had a briefcase in her hand and. She looked like she could be a lawyer or the judge. And I thought, what does she know about poverty? And then she started talking with me and telling me about living in this cabin in the woods without electricity or telephone and having to uh, cook over a wood stove and eke out a substance living for herself and her husband and sons. She even made her own soap. And that just didn't fit with what I was seeing. And so, being a writer, I wanted to know what was going on there. What was the what's behind this disparity here? And so, I started asking questions, and she was forthcoming with answers. And I ended up going with her to the cabin the next weekend, seeing for myself where she had lived. And at that time, I didn't know that what the extent of the story was. It was something that once I got into it, it just kept developing and going deeper and it grew and it just pulled me in. It was just, um, it, it's, it's, real, it's real people and it's raw and there are no two dimensional paper dolls or goody two shoes in this story. Um, if you read it, you're going to like Ginger after you forgive her. You're not going to like Mike at all, but you're not going to demonize him. So, you know, it's it's something with the two stories winding around each other. is They're all part of the same and yet so different. And there's just a lot of depth to the story.
0: Well, Knowing that this is not your first book, it is your first narrative, first narrative, but um, tell us about your books before this.
3: Well, I did two um little trivia books, they were stocking stuffers way back in, in 1997 and 1998. One of them was Christmas Trivia, and it was funny because I was on an NPR with uh Scott Simon with uh that book, so um, th- that was, that's been a you know, uh, that's ancient history now. Uh, I did that, and then I did another special edition book uh, about called Family Matters that uh, was telling some family stories that sort of centered around Augusta, Georgia. So four books so far. I've got another one in the works.
0: Outstanding. Um, when to get into the right headspace to formulate these books to uh, actually take them from what's in your head to the page. Do you have any rituals that you go through or places that you need to be in order to get the juices flowing?
3: Well, what I do is I, I do a lot of research and take a lot of notes. And uh, since these are true stories and I can't shape them to make them fit places, then I have to I interview everybody I can and get all the information that I can. And then at some point, I just feel like I'm ready. Maybe with a book, I'm not ready to sit down and write the whole thing at one time, but I'm ready to write a segment or certain chapters. And then I realize what I'm doing is I build a nest. I put out things on the floor around me, you know, certain notes and where I've done something I know I want to quote and I have a swivel chair at my desk. And I can start writing, and then I know I need a particular quote, and I swivel around to that one and pick that up or you know, go back and flip through something to, to remind me of where I am. And I, I've noticed, I mean, I've, it's, it's my miss. That's what it is. But if somebody came in and cleaned up the clutter, it would just sweep every idea out of my head. I mean, I've got to have that. That's just the way it is for me, and that is... i I didn't plan it it just happened
0: now where you come in your career uh, as a writer is unmatched in many cases i always like to find the practical in the matter what advice do you have for writers young writers or just aspiring writers to uh, break into the industry the way you have how can they get about that
3: well, uh, it's funny that you say for young writers, I would say um, I started out writing, I, I think I was born telling stories and, and writing, but I didn't know I was a writer, didn't call myself a writer until I was in my fifties. Right. So don't ever think that you're too old to get started. Right. So and that is one thing. Um, and Then as a writer, I would say, listen, observe people. Uh, make notes of things if you see something that, you know, a character. Sometimes it's fun to sit in the airport and, uh, or a place we're proud to passing by and pick out some people and just describe them and imagine, you know, what might be going on between them and keep those notes. They may come in handy at some time. So it's just let your imagination go and write it down and keep writing.
0: Jenny Hilderman, it is wonderful to talk to you today. It's been fantastic to have you on the show. But before I let you go, uh, tell us again about your book and where we can find it to bring it home.
3: Okay. The name of it is As the Sycamore Grows." It's got a bright chartreuse cover, so you, you you see it. You can't miss it now. But it is available um, uh, at Amazon and it. um um, at all the major stores, although they may not have it in stock, it's just just come out. It's a reprint or a re-release of the book that came out in in two thousand ten. Um, uh, so, the, and so this one is is new. It's the same story, but it's uh, this one's got an epilogue and a little bit more in it now. <laughs> And so, yes, you can get it at any store, though, although they may be ordering it until they get it all in stock. And so I hope you'll find it and buy it.
0: Well, I know I will. Jenny, when you have a new book come up or you've got anything new to say, you let me know and I'll bring you right back, okay?
3: Thank you so much. I would, I'm would. i going to count on that. I appreciate it.
0: You will. Thank
3: you. Okay. Goodbye. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's been a blessing to spend this time with you. My name is Clifford Brooks, and this has been Dante's Old South. Now, as I said before, uh, this fall from Mercy University Press, my new collection of poetry, Old Gods, will hit the shelves. My first books, The Draw Broken Eyes and Whirling Metaphysics, Exiles of Eden, and Athena Departs, are available anywhere that books are sold. I want to thank again, Mercer University Press, the Woodbridge Inn, the Red Foam Booth, Liberty Trust Hotel, Mostly Mutz, The Crown, NPR, WUTC, Richard Winnem and Michael Amade. All of them have helped me keep this madness between the ditches and my head above water, as have you sitting here with me for the last decade soak up good vibes and great music. I want to thank our guests. And the musicians who supplied. The good feelings. We all sat with. The last 60 minutes. Before I let y'all go. I want to mention my. Working writer and adulting with autism classes. On Teachable. Just google the Brooks sessions. And you will find it the first go at it. Now. Before I let you go. I do have. A poem from old gods that I would love to read y'all. Old Gods, as I said before, help me put down old demons and tired angels to start a new life, an old way of life retired. So I'm going to start by reading the first poem in this collection about snipping off some bad habits and accepting the new fresh ones. <laughs> this poem's called Printing a Dream. Dedicated to my good friend and novelist, Robert Gwaltney. Pruning a Dream What is it about a tree? In my hand, a pruning tool necessary for the dream. I am a gardener, careless as a cricket, anxiety anchored on the back of a beetle. Y'all boulders urge a river around us on water-slicked rocks, cross-legged and unlicked by life. We don't cheapen the silence with speech. Beside a berm, stone is made by man into a dam. Water moccasin breach its levee. A snapping turtle hisses. One blue heron stands aloof. Frogs croak so loudly cicadas can't be heard. Birds create shadows between light and the ground. We wait, then roll over too late to see sparrows. Alone with the sun. Trees, frayed wicks, splay upward. Burning grain, rain, feeds, and God waylays decay. Wind bends of fur's fringes. With enough, there's a bending of sentinels over blades of grass. The forest, its precise nature isn't set or studied. (laughs) And it's so easy to think what I do here is important. Leaves and a whirlpool behave like men in a rut, around and around and around. I do not know how trees capture words. Y'all be good to one another. Be at peace and laugh.
4: I can make you smile, I can sing you a song. Make it feel right when we both know it's wrong. Can tell you a story, I can make the words right. But I can't stop the passing of time, yeah. Days go by, and they bring us pain Look for the bright side, even through the rain Another day, and we're further in debt Rain a cat but he ain't answered yet It's been a hard year A hard on my heart year I lost family and friends and people I loved in the last 12 months. It's been a hard time. Ain't no reason to rhyme. As I watch the turn turning, I still feel the yearning of all of us still left down here. in a hell of a year. the hell of a year had ups and downs we had sun we had rain could feel the magic we were never the same remember the mischief in your face we took forever but now it's too late it's been a rough year Bitter and tough year. There are things that I wanted to say But now I never will It's been a hard time The fault is not yours or mine There's an empty place at my table tonight I keep hoping you'll appear Been a hell of a year. through the rain another day and we're further in debt pray to God but he ain't answered yet